and thank you for tuning in to Connections and Directions, our University of Michigan Civil and Environmental Engineering podcast. My name is Michelle Santillian, and I am the CEE Marketing Communications Specialist and host of this series. During our podcasts, we are featuring members of our CEE community and how their work reflects our mission of engineers in service to society. We will be highlighting our strategic directions and our commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. CEE's five strategic directions are human habitat experience, shaping resource flows, adaptation, automation, and smart infrastructure finance. Today, we are joined by Diana Kitt. She is an environmental engineering PhD student in her fourth year who is studying resource recovery from waste and wastewater. Diana's advisor is Professor Lou Raskin, and I would like to welcome you, Diana, to our podcast today. Thank you for having me. How do you and um, other students in general see yourself participating in CE strategic directions? Yeah, so personally, I think I participate in the strategic directions through uh, my research. So I work in the area of shaping resource flows and specifically in our lab and through the work that I do, I use anaerobic biotechnologies to treat organic waste and wastewater streams. And our goal is to recover valuable bioproducts. So specifically, we're interested in recovering carboxylic acids, um, which have uses in a wide variety of industries. And currently, we're we primarily produce these carboxylic acids through uh, unsustainable precursors like palm kernel oil and coconut oil. But through our work, we're interested in using these organic waste and wastewater streams um, to produce these products in a more sustainable manner. So, yeah. And how did you first become interested in this? Yeah, so I've been interested in broadly in resource recovery for a while. Um, before coming to Michigan, I was a master's student at the University of Illinois. And in that position, I looked at resource recovery, specifically looking at um, nutrient recovery. But when I came to Michigan, I became interested in uh, carboxylic acid recovery through my advisor. Uh, and she had a really in-depth research program in this area already. So I sort of became interested in it through that. And I was also interested in, you know, further applying the techniques and uh, skill sets that I already had uh, towards this research area. Would you like to explain a particular piece of research that you've done more recently with Professor Raskin? Yeah, so uh, broadly, as I said, we're interested in carboxylic acid recovery. Um, But lately, I've been focusing on identifying different organic waste streams that we can utilize to recover these valuable products. And one waste stream that I've been particularly interested in was acid whey. Um, And acid whey itself is a product from the dairy industry. And it's produced through, uh, it's produced when we make products like Greek yogurt, cream cheese, things of that nature. Um, So it's produced in large quantities. And currently, acid whey is either land applied or it's sent to a wastewater treatment plant. Um, So we need technologies that create and uh, 
gather more valuable resources from acid way. And so in my research, I was basically characterizing the acid way and understanding how we can utilize it to recover these medium chain carboxylic acids. Um, and I did this in multiple ways. We were looking at the production of our product, MCCAs. And I also did some interesting work characterizing the microbial community. Um, so yeah, that was really interesting. And we sort of approached it from both the microbial community dynamics, uh, as well as being able to produce an interesting and valuable product. And what is the ultimate um, end goal of that product then moving forward? Yeah, so these medium chain carboxylic acids are used in a wide variety of industries, but um, they can directly be used as animal feed additives. Um, and they can also be further processed for a wide variety of uses, like liquid biofuels, as lubricants, um, So and also as pharmaceuticals. So they're used across, across the wide variety of industries. Um, most of the products that we use in day-to-day -day life require these carboxylic acids, so um, they're really valuable and definitely needed. Is there any other research that you would care to talk about um, more in depth? Yeah, so in addition to that, I'm currently working on a project um, developing a bioreactor system to produce these MCCAs. Um, and through my previous research, we identified waste streams that we wanted to work with. Um, but now I'm focusing on, okay, once we understand what we can use to produce our gold product, how are we actually going to do that? Um, so I'm actually building upon work that we've previously done in our lab using these uh, novel bioreactors that we call anaerobic dynamic membrane bioreactors, where we combine both suspended growth and uh, biofilm growth to improve our product production. Uh, so right now I'm focusing on building a system where we're able to feed in the waste stream and then produce these products that we're interested in continuously. And then what would you do with those products once they're manifested? Yeah, so once we produce them in the reactor, we send them to a downstream processing unit. And um, in this downstream processing unit, you basically purify them um, and we select for uh, a specific chemical. So when we're, when we're producing these carboxylic acids, we produce them uh, of different sizes or different chain lengths. Um, so we use these downstream processing units to select for specific chemicals within that broad category. Um, and then after that, you can utilize them for uh, other products like lubricants, biofuels, things like that. And where do you see yourself taking this research after graduating from Michigan? Yeah, so I plan to continue research in this area. I'm really interested in it, and I hope to do that through either a faculty position or research in industry or at a consulting firm. Um, so I'm really interested in further developing this technology from what we currently have, which is primarily lab scale and smaller scale systems, um, up to full scale technologies. And how does CEE's mission of engineers in service to society resonate with you? Yeah, so I think that mission really resonates with me because it, it's sort of the motivation behind why I became interested in environmental engineering. Um, so I grew up in Maryland near the Chesapeake Bay and uh, throughout my K through 12 education, I was bombarded and I constantly learned about um, the negative impact that society had on the Bay and the impacts of pollution. So I became really interested in environmental engineering as a way to combat those issues and sort of create a more uh, 
harmonious distribution or uh, interaction between society and our environment. So the idea that engineers, our motivation behind the work that we do is to protect and improve society, um, that mission is sort of what has always resonated with me. And how do you see DEI incorporated in our department, not specific necessarily to a class or a specific research area? Yeah, I think DEI is um, really integrated into our department at all levels. And I think primarily what makes the biggest impact is sort of the impact on community. And I think we are aiming to improve the community and culture within our department, um, specifically like through faculty members offering mentoring programs and things like that, but also just within uh, like peer-to-peer relationships. We really aim to build a strong community where we understand each other's backgrounds and what motivates us, and we use that to sort of support each other as we're training and trying to become better engineers. And why did you choose UMICH CEE? What would you say to prospective students who are considering applying here? Yeah, I was really motivated to join our department based on the faculty and students that I met. So the faculty are really inspiring and they are so passionate about the research that they do. And you can really feel how that trickles down to the students as well. Um, and then additionally, just the student body itself is very supportive. Um, I think that you can be difficult to find, um, but I we definitely have that community here and I think it really helps our students be successful. Um, and I think beyond that, students who are interested in applying, um, you know, I was really drawn to our department, but I think Michigan as a whole uh, has a lot of resources that help and support students. Um, particularly for me, I know that I've been connected with a lot of interdisciplinary programs that have sort of expanded my research interest and allowed me to develop more innovative research questions and really improved my research overall. So look into our department, but also, you know, think about the benefits of Michigan as a whole. Would you like to talk a little bit about one of those interdisciplinary experiences that you had? Sure. Um, So I'm pretty involved with ITEMS, which is the uh, interdisciplinary program training in uh, microbial sciences. So ITEMS itself, spans a number of departments, so civil and environmental engineering being one of them, but also uh, departments in epidemiology and health sciences. And through this program, they sort of train us to think about our research questions in three different areas. Uh, The first being population sciences, then modeling sciences, and also laboratory sciences. And um, through that program, I was sort of able to address my research questions and my research goals through those three different avenues. Um, but also just the program itself connects students from different departments. So it sort of just widens your network and gives you a broader support system that's been really helpful for me. And if you had one pearl of wisdom to offer to um, either an undergrad student or someone who's a prospective student for um, grad level at CEE, what would you like to share with them? I think my one piece of advice would be to think about the bigger picture and all of the work that you're doing. Um, So that can be in relation to your research. You know, I think in the day to day, we as graduate students, we get into the nitty gritty of our work. And sometimes you can lose lose uh, focus on the big picture and sort of why we do what we do. Uh, So keeping that in mind, I think will motivate you through some of the harder times. And um, also with 
keeping your eye on the big picture uh, that sort of also goes beyond just your research, but thinking about building connections with other faculty and other students um, because it's very supportive in your day-to-day work and then also in your future career after Michigan. And what is your ultimate goal in your future career? Do you have a specific job title in mind? Yeah, I think right now I'm really interested in becoming a faculty member. Um, As I said, I'm really passionate about the research that we do, and I want to be able to keep doing it. (laughs) And I think what's also attractive about faculty positions is that even beyond um, the research topics that we're looking at, we're able to connect with and mentor students that are going to you know, answer questions and look at research topics beyond what I can even imagine right now. Um, So the potential impact through that career is really attractive to me. So in a sense, becoming an engineer in service to society and paying it forward then. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Is there anything else you'd like to add? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast conversation. For more information about CEE at Michigan, please visit our website at cee.umich.edu. You can also reach our YouTube channel and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages from our website.